Hello and welcome back to 10 Minutes Together. I suppose I started listening to Joe Rogan about 2014. His podcast, I mean. Um, I was initially drawn to his podcast because it was one of the first things that was easily accessible that had... Uh, basically the length, uh, of each episode was about the, the length of like a lecture, like a college lecture. And it was then that I realized, oh, there's a form of entertainment now that is sort of akin to what it's like to hang out with your friends. Uh, and in particular, the friends that I was, that I had, uh, that I had before I moved and the friends that I had just made when I was at Criswell college, we would, um, when we got together, uh, we were all in the same degree program. I've kind of mentioned this in previous episodes, but we were in the same degree program. We were kind of doing the same things, studying the same things. So on top of being friends and the, 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 you know, the joking around and the kind of ribbing each other and doing what, you know, what you do with, with your buddies, uh, things that build a rapport. Uh, we would also have like in the middle of all of that really in-depth discussions about whatever we were thinking about or into at the moment, whether it was music or food or, uh, exercise or a certain book or theologian or philosophy. It was whatever it was, we, it would, it would all mesh together so that you kind of getting together with my friends was so fun because not only was it serious and I felt like I learned things when I was with them, but it was funny and fun to just spend a three, four hours on my porch talking and having a drink and talking way late into the night. And when Joe's show, uh, first discovered Joe's show, it was the first kind of entertainment, like I said, where it was kind of like getting to have a sneak peek, a, a seat in the side of the room, in the corner of the room, where you get to kind of be in on someone else's version of that very thing. Um, interesting things are brought up. Uh, early At that early stage, he was still very much, it, it didn't quite have the form that it has now. Now, he has a pretty well equal split between an expert in a field or a business owner or 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 someone he like maybe doesn't know has never personally met until this moment that they're having the interview and then the other half are going to be his friends and they and it's a lot less serious as far as the topic of conversation goes but it's still um stimulating and has interesting uh interesting things come up and like I said uh, in a in another previous episode, if you if you've listened to the one where I was talking about learning how to think, um, I I would credit that show, um, with supplementing that same feeling of learning to think by listening to to people think. Now, a lot of Joe Rogan's shows, especially early on, like I said, were mostly just um 
stories, outrageous stories from his friends and, and talks about, you know, different, different outrageous, you know, things that have come up and it was more to be funny than informative. And yet it was still in those times, topics come up that are more serious and, and they kind of just hash it out and, and think through it. And that's what I think initially drew me in was, oh, these guys are having like, sometimes they're having interesting conversations that would be conversations that I'm having with my friends. And you just get an opportunity to be exposed to someone else's um, pattern of thinking of, of uh, what are they saying about issues that are relevant to me what is this guy saying what are what are his friends saying how how is the way i think about that different um it's it there it's sort of fashionable especially in the academic community to sort of bash him as a sort of bro science wannabe intellectual blah 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 but the people who typically the people who have that opinion about his show don't listen to it um Nowadays, he has really interesting guests on experts, doctors, um, uh, writers, journalists, political figures, uh, restaurateurs, um, entrepreneurs of all kinds. And you get to have a two to three hour listen in on a on a very pointed conversation. And you get to hear both sides, both when he in, in agreements and disagreements and and uh topics that are just so fascinating and he has given rise to just a new kind of entertainment and one that i think is at its root though i you know i don't know that he would classify himself as this but many of his episodes again especially now i think could properly be classified as educational um I think another person who has sort of taken his place in this uh, in this sphere because of Joe Rogan would be a person like Jordan Peterson, who whose podcast I really enjoy because his are intellectual in nature. It is his show is structured in a way to be hosting uh, academics and professionals. In their and then having a conversation about their particular field of interest or expertise, and once again, it's an opportunity to listen to an hour or two hours or three hours of a conversation with two academics or two experts talking through issues and differences in opinion on those issues. And you just you the only place before the advent of these long form story podcasts. The only place you really got exposed to that was in the academy or if you were lucky enough to have a group of friends who would entertain those conversations with you. And now it's becoming available to the masses. And I think there has been, especially in the in the in America over the last 50 years, there's there through through different movements and, and things um People have had have taken strong stances on whether or not college is even useful and for different reasons. And what that has what that has created, and this goes back this goes back even further, but there's always this skepticism towards 
intellectuals that I've found, especially in my community, uh, that is a rural community, a blue collar community, a place where people spend most of their time in a laborious job where they just don't have all of the opportunities to to have conversations like this, to explore topics that that might interest them, but they just simply don't have the time or the resources to to listen to or to sit and and read. Um, and so these shows allow for people to have basically a portable uh, lecture, a, a portable device that offers long form lectures on different topics where it's not as much about uh, finding, I don't know, how do you say, it? it's not a, as much about telling someone the way a thing is as much as it is of entertaining a conversation on a topic that may have uh, a different outlook than you have, or maybe can bring points that you've never considered. And I honestly believe it's creating a new love for sort of the intellectual pursuit of seeking truth, of finding meaning in the world. And this is obviously Jordan Peterson's big thing. I've also mentioned an, another person who's really found his, his uh, he's really carved out a niche for himself in this world. And I think, again, it's, it's a lot due to Joe Rogan's um, Joe Rogan's uh, um, podcast is Jonathan Pajot. And this is, of course, going more explicitly into the Christian uh, world where um, he is entertaining guests, including atheists, which is just such a it's such a new um, it's such a new th part of media, whereas before a Christian or a theist of any kind and an atheist would be debating and it would be formal and they would have a chance to debate and then a counterpoint and debate. And it was very antagonistic, to be to be quite frank. Um, whereas Jonathan Pajot and I would say Jordan Peterson, um, Robert Barron, who's a Catholic uh, priest um, and theologian, they're hosting shows with, with people who have very different worldviews, and they're having a very cordial and respectful conversation about their differences not in a way that that tries to diminish the differences, but in a way that is trying to seek uh, seek out wisdom in a way that can um, defend one another's position, de defend their own position. And it gives you an opportunity to see two people who have different views of the world, different views of truth, different ideas of what constitutes meaning in life, and you get to just sit in on, on two intellectuals or two people who are experts really hash out those conversations. And for me, it has been absolutely one of the ways that I have uh, found to be very helpful in helping me think through um, different topics. Um, and I just, I, I, I'm an avid podcast listener. I listen to a number of podcasts. One of my favorites right now is called Lord of Spirits. It's by, um, Father Andrew Damick, Stephen Andrew Damick, and Stephen DeYoung, two Orthodox priests who I, I believe both of them, I know uh, DeYoung for sure, but I think both of them were in uh, an evangelical Protestant denomination, fundamentalist denomination, and who are now both priests in the Orthodox Church. And they host a two and a half hour, sometimes longer podcast about biblical themes or topics within Orthodox Christianity. And it's an incredibly 
uh, rich podcasts that I really love. But to me, it seems like the advent of podcasting and, and being able to find shows that are really stimulating for me has really created a way for my college experience to extend way beyond after graduation. And as someone who initially had hopes to do graduate work and PhD work that have since kind of um, uh, wasn't able to do that, this giving me access to scholars uh, in fields that I'm interested in has really given me a, a way to go to graduate school for free. Though, I, you know, I am, of course, tailoring my interest to myself, but if that's what you would do in, in graduate school as well. Obviously, there's no homework and I don't have to write any papers, but just being in the conversation uh, has been one of the most helpful things for me as I continue down the road of trying to figure out what all this means. And and in light of all the issues that could could arise in our modern world, how do I how do I address those as a Christian first? And how do I address those in a way that is intellectually um, stimulating and honest. And so just, that's just a little bit of my take on Joe Rogan and kind of what he has created with his show. Um, I, I enjoy it. Uh, I don't, I don't listen to every episode he has, but if there's an interesting guest or a guest that I've maybe never heard of, but the bio on the guest is interesting, I will definitely listen. Um, and I always recommend podcasts to people because I think it's a good way to to get folks um, introduced to a way of thinking, especially these good podcasts like Jonathan Pajot and Lord of Spirits, people interested in spirituality in particular. Um, it's just a great way to get people thinking outside of the box or outside of um, their their what's com- what has been comfortable for them challenging beliefs and finding a way to work through them and form a a, a strong, solid opinion on on any given uh, topic. Well, we did 14 minutes. Thanks for coming back. Just a little bit on Joe Rogan. Uh, What are your thoughts? Do you listen to, um, do you listen to his podcast? Do you, are you a podcast listener? And if you are, what are you listening to? I'm always interested to find new and exciting uh, people to listen to. So, Again, send me a message, rossallenworthy at gmail.com, R-O-S-S-A-L-L-E-N-W-O-R-T-H-E-Y at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. Have a great day.